It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from the Old Salem Brewing Company in Salem, Virginia. I'm Matt. And I'm Mar2D2. And now let's mute Michael Cohen's legal advice and get started. Um, well, on that note, uh, you know, we were sort of hoping for some of Michael Cohen's medical advice, but... Uh, I already muted him, so we're gonna have. Should to... I come off mute now, or do I mean just to stay muted the whole time? No, you can come off. Okay. Um. Now we can. Now I think what we need is to uh, talk to, uh, Coach Popteen and Doctor Papster, our oh, revisionist yeah. news team. And uh, Martin, what's the topic this week? Well, this one is actually potentially very serious. There is the Omicron variant of the Delta virus that just came out. Um, It started in South Africa, but I heard it spread at least to England, perhaps more. So this could be something, you know, that really is important for our listeners to find out more about. Well, I would just like to take uh, uh, this opportunity, Martin, to uh, gently correct uh, from a, in a loving way, uh, what you said, you said is the Omicron variant of the Delta virus, and that is not true. Uh, the Omicron variant is a variant of uh, uh, COVID-SARS-2, uh, the, a.k.a. the coronavirus, and it is the Delta variant is a variant just like Omicron. Hey, everybody. Coach here. Uh, Doc, let's... You know, our audience is not as sophisticated, maybe. By that, I mean, you know, European. I don't want to get them confused here. Doesn't seem good. But, you know, if you're you're immunized, you're fine. (laughs) Coach, uh, you are joking. (laughs) You are funny. It, It is dry. It is a very dry humor. I uh, don't know what I mean. The climate is dry right now. Some good old Iowa dry winters. Nothing better than that. <laughs> nice mug of hot cocoa. You know, perhaps Iowa. listening to the, your favorite radio program. Uh, this is how it is pronounced, Iowa. Oh, I am always mispronouncing everything, but uh, you know, uh, that's okay, uh, Coach. Uh, let me ask you, um, I, you seem to have a, uh, a, a low opinion of the listeners, uh, and, uh, is, is it because of the way you look at, uh, uh, life as, uh, winning and losing and, uh, domination and subservience? I, I like to win. I think, you know, Americans like to win. I think that's pretty clear. We, you know, if you lose, watch the video, burn it, move on. Uh, we like to win. Well, uh, now let me uh, then uh, suggest to you, Coach, that to win, uh, one must uh, uh, do their homework. Uh, in other words, uh, one must learn uh, to understand the uh, variables uh, that are involved in uh, winning and losing and, and not just looking at it as uh, uh, we throw it all out there on the field and whoever comes off the bloodiest but not dead is the winner. This will not. This works in uh, in your uh, macho 
uh, posturing language, but in the world of medicine and science, uh, this does not work. Well, I disagree with you there, Doc. Uh, it's pretty obvious, you know, if you're immunized, however, whatever that means to you, and you particularly, you know, you catch COVID. I've now had it four times. I'm not dead, so I won. Uh, look, uh, Coach, hang on one second. Uh, Martin, can you uh, can you mute uh, the coach's uh, headphones? Uh, look, I try everything I can think of. Uh, I try to uh, appeal to the coach's uh, football um, um, analogies. I try to do everything. The coach, he does not listen. Uh, uh, he just does not listen. Hey, Martin, if you ever mute me again, I'm going to rip you a new one, if you know what I mean. Sorry, Coach. That, I, that was actually me. I uh, set my coffee mug down on the button. That was me, not Martin. Well, sorry. that'll be the last thing you ever do. Trust me, I know, and I'm sorry. Um, you better know. Do not apologize to him for his abusive language, Matt. That is not okay. Look, guys, um, I, you know, think that what we all have to agree is that, you know, this Omicron variant is very serious and we need to take it seriously and uh, just everybody do whatever you want in your own way and pray or, you know, whatever. Uh, take some pill, whatever, and we'll all be fine. We always end up fine in the end. Everybody, oh, Matt, is you're equal finally here. you're finally making sense here. Yep, that's how you do it, Doc. Okay. Well, well, I think it's pretty clear. We learned a lot about the Omicron variant, and you know, hopefully, those tips will help keep everyone safe. Thanks, guys. We have, we we enjoy uh, your take on uh, the news of the day. Well, whatever. We will, uh, we will see you in the hospital, probably. Matt, just watch it. See you next time. Well, Martin, um, thanks again for uh, setting that up. Yeah, no um, problem. I, it's I uh, do... a lot of action there. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do want to uh, move on because, uh, you know. Uh, as you know, Hanukkah just started and uh, we're entering, well, so this is, you know, the countdown to the uh, Christmas celebration, uh, which, you know, we, we still say Christmas here on the show. Oh, big time. Yep. And, um, you know, we, we, we were getting our Advent calendars out um, and, you know, just remembered that maybe uh, maybe there's a way that we can sort of add to the the festivities of this holiday season here at the Duke of Pipso. So we've come up with some ideas for the Duke of Pipso Advent calendar. Now, um, before I talk about, and I know Martin has some things to talk about his experiences with Advent calendars, and um, I would say Advent in general. Yeah, it's a special sure. time. Well, right. Right, right. The Advent calendar is a good reminder, just like Christmas. It's not about the gifts. It's about, you know, Christmas. But anyway, so let's, uh, first of all, I just want to say that um, there's a few things associated with Advent. Uh, now, Advent is the countdown till Christmas. 
and it count down, counts down the four Sundays before the Sunday of Christmas. And um, so, Martin, have you ever heard of a Christmas tree? I have not. Okay. Well, or Christmas tree. Not Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Christmas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's you, Lutherans in North America started using it in the late 50s. Uh, Anglicans and Catholics, Methodists and the Reformed. It's an evergreen tree, but it differs because it's decorated only with clear lights and Christmas, which are made from white and gold material, which those are the liturgical colors of the Christmas season, which I, I know you know. Oh, big time, yeah. Um, that's why you only wear those two colors at, during this time. Um, Both but, inside so, and out. Christmas are ancient symbols for Christ, so or, or his ministry. So like a dove or a fish, shepherd's crook, shell. A sheep. Maybe. Lamb um, chops. Chalice. Yeah, exactly. Ketchup. Um, but and so you know, bright we, green we, relish. Yep, celery salt. Oh um, yeah, we could have a you know a Christ Pips tree, not a Christmas tree, and and that way we would not be you know denigrating, um, Christmas, but also, and you know, so before, but there's also a Christingle. Have you heard of these? No, I have not, but well, I want to. You know, so get this, okay? It's a it's a symbolic object used in Advent services. Um, it's this is what it's made of: an orange, representing Obviously. the world, representing the world. Mm-hmm. A candle pushed into the center of the orange, then lit, representing Jesus Christ as the light of the world. A red ribbon wrapped around the orange, representing the blood of Christ. And then dried fruits, sweets that are skewered on cocktail sticks, which I I guess is, you would say, are toothpicks, pushed into the orange. And those represent the fruits of the earth and the four seasons. So we could have a crisp pipsingle. um, And I sort of imagine that being like um, one of those round, like, beer signs. You know, like Schlitz or something that has like the globe. And then that's the... a good idea, but let me run this by you. Okay. We take an orange, uh-huh. perhaps a blood orange. Okay. Oh. And then we, we cook a lamb roast just enough so we get, collect a lot of drippings. Uh huh. And then we inject the drippings into the blood orange. Nice. Now, follow me here. It gets better. Okay. We take some sort of, like, peppermint stick. But, you know, there are wide varieties of flavors you can get. Yes. So we get maybe, like, gummy Coke-flavored peppermint stick. Okay. We sharpen one end and stick it into the orange, and then you can suck the juices out of it through the peppermint stick. Okay. Okay. And Um, I'm pretty, pretty clear... You know what that symbolizes? The the Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus entering inside of you. 
Okay. Well, all right. You know, yeah, that's a good. That's a just good, just an idea. That's definitely a very good idea. Thank that you. Sounds that would be very easy to make. Exactly. Um, just a, a side note that in the UK, in PC land, United Kingdom, uh, I presume. Well, this was pre Brexit. It was in 2006. Uh, a cathedral there announced that they would re- be replacing the candles with glow sticks. Oh, that Man. seems like a bad idea. How They're woke having can you a rave, be? having a rave or something? Right. And you know, you don't turn Jesus into a glow stick. No, it sounds like that festival in Gainesville that no one knows about. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, so Advent. Are you gonna have like Skrillex there playing like Christmas music? If only they could. Uh, I know. It, true, it, actually. Even his. Um, cousin that's not actually a cousin that pretends to be related to him won't won't play there but um anyway what i will say is that advent for me growing up as a christian uh advent was one of those holidays where it just well it's not a holiday it's it's a tradition and you know whatever that i just did not understand uh, and I know we're going to talk about this, but I, I got the advent calendars with chocolate in them. Oh yeah. And it was to say that all I cared about was getting the chocolate every day is like a vastly understated way of describing my relationship with advent as a child. And it was like, teaching me about Christian teachings using Chinese water torture. Is that the same as waterboarding? Some sort of. It's not... It's not... That that could be a good topic for another show so we don't have to dig too deep. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but but you tell me. You you talk about your Advent relationship a little more. Sure. Well, we had... Before I get into the chocolate advent calendar this is something probably a lot of people are wondering if you do attend services you'll see called advent one then advent two advent three and then advent four and a lot of people don't know what that means um it's complicated but let me break it down for you advent one that symbolizes the first week of advent but wait Advent 2 is the second week. Okay. Of Advent. Oh. Oh god. Advent 3 would now be the third week consecutive of Advent. Oh. Okay. Sort of like a count up, if you will. Yeah, right. And then Advent 4. Oh. It's not what you think. It's the fourth week of Advent. Oh. The finale. Sure. So we also had just only one time a chocolate advent calendar. Uh-huh. And real talk as someone who I've been around the block a few times with chocolate. I think we don't need to get too much into that. The chocolate in the advent calendar is generally not very good. No. Um, it has to, you know, make it from Vietnam in the previous November and stay so it's not poisonous. To your house the following December. 
So my older sister, as soon as we got it, opened up all the little doors and ate all of the chocolate all at the same time. Yep. Um, And regardless, let's say you get, I don't know, like a pot roast advent calendar. Just I got roast on the mind today. Sure. I don't know why. That same scenario could happen. Yes. Someone could open up all the doors and just eat all the pot roasts at the same time. Yes. So those kind of calendars, while they seem delicious, they're prone to, I would call it maybe like a smash and grab type operation. Yeah. Uh, Or a conspiracy by the world's worst chocolate makers to get rid of their chocolate. Um, yeah, I've heard about that actually. And when you once talk- they once they distribute all the chocolate, John F. Kennedy is going to come back and declare Trump being president. Yep, I've heard that. Um, so it must be true. It is. Uh, so I also, you know, so I can imagine when I was a kid, so misunderstanding the under the point of Advent that I might even. Uh, surreptitiously open the the little you know doors cardboard doors check take the chocolate out and then very carefully close them as if they had never been opened and then when we, then when we went to open them i'd say well, well this is empty what the you know mom what happened like uh and then you know that would work for about one day and i have a solution like, Matthew, for that you're, you're, you're eating the chocolate and pretending someone stole it um, which I I would have tried as a kid. Let me just admit. I have a solution for that. Yes, it's called the shocker. So randomly throughout an advent calendar, we put a shocker in there. So when you open the door, you get the shocker. There's no chocolate inside, just like a medium to high level electric shock. Okay. Not enough to do permanent damage unless you know you have some underlying condition. But enough to make you think twice about opening the doors ever. Like the gum, the trick gum where you pull the piece out and the spring snaps on your finger. Exactly. And then that day, when you get the shocker that day, you, you're you allowed to be bad all day. Right. You, well, I mean, if you, you know, great, you if earned you it. seek redemption at the end of your life. You could have a whole life full of various crimes, but a deathbed confession, you're safe. True. That's what Godfather 3 was about. Well, are, is there any other um, Advent sort of symbols or, uh, you know, that, that you think that the, the Duke of Pipso Advent celebration could involve? Yeah, I have a couple. They're mostly Advent calendar related. Okay. You know, that's my main focus, my main creative energy. So we could do a Lego advent calendar for the Duke of Pipso. Okay. Obviously, only when Lego becomes a sponsor. Sure. And the various doors, like one of the doors you could open, and there's a Lego minifigure of Seth, uh-huh. and he's tweeting about sports instead of doing his job as our brand manager. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Where'd you come up with that idea? That really I can't tell you. Seems but, off. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like you could open one door and it could be like the rhythm gymnasium and they're like 
writing us mean emails about how they hate the show, basically because they're jealous. Right. You know, or this is a little, you know, it's not a Lego minifigure, but it could be in the calendar anyway. You open it up and there's like a little mini pot of fondue. And here's what you do. You get a spoon and you cook it over the stove on your spoon. Then you have like a little mini fondue. Sure. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That's, That's, uh, you know. Yeah, I I don't know if fondue was ever popular, but might make a comeback. When? When Jesus was alive? Maybe. Well, yeah, I I thought that's what you meant. I mean, I was told at some point people went to, like, fondue parties, and they wore, like, turtlenecks, and you had to put your keys in a bowl or something. Right. Yep. You know, I've never been to one of those, but I've heard about it in secret places that I can't tell you. Well, that that sort of brings us full circle on Christianity. Um, sure and I does. Do, I, I do think that, uh, you know, that those are some great ideas. Um, and I think that I think, you know, it's clear that we've we've brought the best the best of the Advent holiday, you know, traditions and, and you know, uh, meaning all sort of filtered through the Duke of Pipso uh, prism. So, um, you know, keep an eye out for uh, for some of these things. And when you think of them, just remember it here at the Duke of Pipso podcast, you know, Advent is important to us. Next time you're at Abercrombie and Fitch, look in their knickknack section. You might see some Duke of Pipso stuff there. Yeah, or Aldi. Lidl, exactly. You know, Pet Supplies Plus. Right. Um, well, I think maybe it's time to move on to Haraz and Hazaz because uh, it's long past time for us to get provocative. Indeed. Um, so uh, now, just as a reminder, you know, uh, Hurrah is the good one. Hazah is the bad one. Right. And uh, I have a Hurrah, and it goes to uh, former... Major League pitcher uh, and now Major League Baseball uh, broadcaster John Smoltz, um, who I happen to enjoy listening to, um, you know, as much as you can enjoy listening to someone talk during a baseball game that's not one of your friends, um, but uh, or someone funny sitting next to you that you're quietly enjoying listening to. Um, so John Smoltz sort of... Uh, he he said something during the World Series that I think uh, is is a a way of Martin's mantra sort of being uh, manifested into the world around us. And remember, your mantra is uh, what again? Tell us. I just hope everyone has a good time and no one gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. So um, Smoltz was talking about uh, pitching. I assume, although it doesn't really matter. But he said, uh, he said this was his color commentary. You want to be as clean as possible and not create any stress. And I just thought, you know, you're right, John. You do. You want to be as clean as possible and not create any stress, whether you're pitching, whether you're going to the grocery store, whether you're giving your dog a bath, you know. 
that's just, you know, a great way of looking at anything. And so I just wanted to give a hurrah to uh, Johnny, Johnny Smoltzeru. That's what they call him on the, when you're, you know, buddies with them, like all the baseball guys are all buddies. So thanks, JS. Hurrah. Wow, I'm speechless. That was great. Yep. Um, so my huzzah goes out to Thanksgiving food. And just to make everyone clear, I don't just speak for myself. I know I speak for everybody. Where I can say, without a doubt, everybody agrees Thanksgiving food is 3 million percent overrated. Um, you know, let alone the meat selection we have. You have to cook a turkey for like 80 hours to make it somewhat good. And then, oh, you don't like turkey very much? Here's some ham. I know how much people love ham outside of Thanksgiving. It's delicious. People don't eat it. They just make it to sell on Thanksgiving. Oh, here's some stuffing, which may or may not be cooked correctly, but you're going to love it. And then mashed potatoes, which nobody likes ever. They're just like French fries, but way, way worse. Or cranberry sauce. Here's some cranberry sauce. Most of the time it comes out of a jar. If we didn't have it for Thanksgiving, that's what you'd give to food drives. No one likes it. Pumpkin pie. Gross. No one likes anything pumpkins. I've already talked about this before. But all that pumpkin stuff... Some sort of like conspiracy by the farm group. I don't know. Probably through Farm Aid because people trust Willie Nelson. So he's like, order pumpkin pies. They're gross. No one likes them. So the next time, you know, you're thinking about Thanksgiving, I'd just say mix it up. You know, make steaks, lobsters. Uh, just Lob- go outside. Nobody yeah. likes lobsters. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to eat something that looks like that. I don't care how good it tastes. Oh, I'm sorry. We're judging everything by their looks now, Matt? Yes. But, you know, um, well, we're, you know, you're judging fruit that uh, is so sour that no one could, would ever even dream of eating it without putting 10 times as much sugar as the size of the fruit itself with one piece of it just to make it edible. Um, uh, it also, it grows so far north that it doesn't start, you don't harvest it until the almost winter time. Um, you know, that, yeah. So maybe what, like some mangoes? Um, sure. Bananas, steak, lobster. This would, this would be a good time to introduce our special Duke of Pipso Advent oranges. Yeah, True. Good point. It could kick off the Advent season on Thanksgiving. Well, there you have it, everybody. We've we've come full circle yet again. That's a 360 for those of you math whizzes. Um, and, uh, you know... That Here's be- another way to tell. Stare directly into the sun. Keep your eyes open. Turn around. And then when you're staring back directly at the sun again, that's 360. Yes, unless you did it very slowly, and then you only did a 180 because now you're facing west. So right anyway, right. You want to be going at least 2,200 meters per second. 
Well, it's happened again. I guess uh, we've made the greatest show in history, the history of the podcast. Just want to thank the you, Martin. The history of entertainment, history of news. Thank you, Martin, for uh, all you've done. Thanks to the coach and Doc P. You're welcome. Rhythm Gymnasium. And, uh, yeah. And happy no, I'm Hanukkah. I'm sort of mad at them. Well, okay. Well, we, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that next week. Let's, let's all look maybe, forward to Martin maybe. being mad at the Doc and coach. No, the Rhythm Gymnasium I'm mad at. Uh, well, them too. I like, I like the coach a lot. Yeah, you... He seems like a good guy. You seem like you have a lot in common with him. So, thank you. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. See you next time.